What is the difference between being punk and being a punk? We are here to talk some punk rock, some music comics. Punk culture, DIY shit, anything we want to talk about. That's that's what fascinates me. Give me everything. Absolutely everything. I find that, that music and comics have always been intertwined. Muxbound. Chicks okay. dig it. Don't worry. <laughs> What is going on, everybody? We're <laughs> look at Eric making himself a drink already. We're yeah. gonna have a good time. <laughs> I <laughs> usually I should be the guest, but today we turn that shit all around because we're punk as fuck. And um, I'm gonna take over and I'm gonna interview these pieces of shit to find out why the hell they're doing this and why together. <laughs> Meanwhile, Just I'm trying to read. General. I'm trying to read Eric's hat. And okay, so my I, my Canadian friend Chuck Pino. Yeah, I'm still offended, dude. Hat. Like trigger warning, man. My <laughs> my mom actually my mom actually brought that and a fanny pack for me, and I was like, well, I know he likes to wear those hats, so I'll give him the hat. I know he'd appreciate it because it's a Tim Hortons thing, and I kept the fanny pack. Can't get more punk yeah. than that. I was just looking at it real f quick, thinking he had a Justin Bieber hat on, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" So I, I just, had to, it's just had to check in. It's both. <laughs> it's, this is the funniest thing. It's like for you because you're American wearing a Tim Hortons toque is punk rock, but for me that would be like me oh. wearing a Nike hat. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> worse, worse, like yeah. like a Gap hat. Right. Yeah. There. <laughs> Like, I think the only genre that like you could wear a bus Justin Bieber hat and be like, this is punk rock. Cause like, who gives a fuck? Look what I'm doing. Yeah. But like, you couldn't be like, this is so rap, you know, like it's, it's gonna work like that. Well, it That's would true. be rap if the tags were still on and the sticker and everything, then it would be rap. I hate when they do that, by the way. And and that's not again anything against rappers or anything, but I hate that like we have to keep it as pristine and flat with the sticker on and the tag on. I'm like, fuck off. You're walking around with a receipt too? Shut the fuck up. It's just <laughs> things are made to be worn and worn down that's and be, one hell of a hot No, that's gonna be right the now. next fashion statement is everybody puts receipts in their hat yeah. with like the price tag circle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually in my hat I I have a picture of when I stole it. It's just a picture of me going and taking it <laughs> off a shelf. I've actually got the ad from the newspaper I shoved in the back just so you can see where I got it on sale at. It's <laughs> a good wrestling, I think, though. All right. Yo, so, I have coupons at the grocery store. I'm gangster as <laughs> fuck. So <laughs> this, is, this is the takeover. I am officially fucking taken over. Um, and the whole idea was so that Everybody, all the fans out there, could get to know you guys better. Um, I know Eric and uh, Ben quite well, which means I get to jump into some fun questions with those two. Um, and John, I'm excited to to know you as well as I know them. So I may play dirty with you too, homie. Um, all right. But let's throw in a couple softballs just to to make you think you have a shot today, and that this isn't going to hurt. Um, so we know how this started. Let's be honest, people. If you've ever worked with Eric Cockrell, this is how a project happens. He comes up with a crazy fucking idea, and he says, ooh, who's the perfect person I can work with on that? So that way I don't have to do everything, which I think is very smart, by the way. Mm -hmm. And he'll track someone down, let's say for something like Essence House or for this or for Strange Tales Weekly. Like, there's a fucking list of things. He tracks down his team, brings them in, and then they make out a, a, a quality product. So we already know how this started. <laughs> he came up with a crazy fucking idea, and he went, who's going to work well? John and Ben. So here's something I'm going to try. <clears throat> John and Ben, in your own words, why do you think you were chosen for this? This is when we say fuck humble 
why did Eric come to you? Uh, John, let's start with you, bud. Hey, uh, basically, I met Eric promoing Blister when I was back on Strange Kids Club when I was writing for that website. And uh, so we just kind of shot the shit over the years about punk bands and stuff like that. And I'd shoot him a bunch of recommendations. And I think he knew that our tastes in music and everything overlapped pretty well. And like, I was very serious about like my being a weird music dude. So I guess being a weird music dude, that's probably my main thing. And then he obviously knew I liked comics and where that overlap with music happened. So we like all those weird little comics like we uh we had talked about matt garvey's chunks that was about a touring punk band in the uk and it so i think we just complemented each other's styles pretty well overall and uh i'm a giant dork so i think i had you know enough john has knowing john has made my um use of kickstarter expensive (laughs) (laughs) he's always shot me kickstarters every time there's something music and um and comic related and they're always awesome so i always end up backing them and i try not to recommend something unless i know it's got some merit so yeah i try to tailor it to people's wants and needs so one uh one such was um just recently we interviewed the guys from the geezer comic brit pop comic i love that comic yeah and you know it's funny i was so we were at um barnes and noble up in um, Rockford, Illinois this weekend. And I saw the new uh, Liam Gallagher album drop, and I didn't know anything yeah, about it. Yeah. But I've been on like, like this Britpop kick ever since that Kickstarter dropped like yeah. a little over a month ago. And so I had to snag it like right there. I was like, I got to check this out. I have a question for you guys. Have you heard about AISIS? Yes, I just did. Just uh, the other day I read the article about that. Okay. I I find this interesting. I'm very interested to see how music evolves now with this. So I don't know if you guys heard about this. Basically, someone created an AI version of Oasis. Oh, uh, yeah, I think I did with, hear a little bit. And like they basically advertised it as like, since Liam Gallagher won't ever get off his ass and finally finish this damn thing, <laughs> we're going to make our own. Um, and uh, I haven't heard it yet. Yeah, I haven't I, have you, no? I read about it right before I went out of town and I haven't been able to check it out. You know what, though? Like, the name, though, threw me off. Because you said A-Isis, and I was like... I know, right? Is that like a... As soon as I said it, I was like, ooh. It sounds like like the Canadian wing of Isis, but it should be Isis A. (laughs) But yeah, I was like, like, what the fuck? It's just a bunch of guys, like, I don't know, out in the the desert oppressing people with fucking uh, Crown Royal and and Tim Hortons, you know? That's yeah, big, keep trying to freeze the uh, the Oasis so that we can play hockey on them. It never <laughs> right. That's a nice right? strategy, actually. That's a little better than ISIS's. Dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Ben, why were you added to this? Huh, that's a good question. Well, I interviewed Eric um, on hmm. his own podcast. Uh, was that last year or year before? Year before. It was during the Blister Kickstarter. You did a takeover. That's um, right. And just broadcasted through my uh, channels yeah uh which was um speaking of innovative ways to be lazy that was my that was my move um <laughs> i don't need a podcast i'll just use other people's podcasts yeah he's a series of them at that time he he, <laughs> yep. he put out a call and said hey who can i come on their own show and interview and i was yeah. like oh, yeah that's perfect like knowing ben's background and stuff i like talking blister was going to be real easy so yeah, and I think over that conversation we learned that like we had a lot in common musically and comic book wise and just philosophically I think we both approach things in a similar way and we have like the same openness to shit. Yeah. So, uh yeah, when you mentioned the podcast, I think it was I was like, that's great. Where, you know, how often can I be Plus, on? If I recall Ben question. was actually looking at doing a podcast around that time himself. So, yes. it's it's been like a way for him to get his feet wet on his own thing. Mhm. So, and and Eric we, we get why you did this, and we have a better um, idea why you picked these two. Is there another reason? Like, is there something well, else? Yeah, they're actually both completely wrong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough, yeah. Ben's the looker. And, uh... <laughs> like, me and John had started talking at one point, and we've, the three of us have talked since then about um, doing 
like a anthology comic. Um, mm-hmm. and, well, you know about that one too, Chuck. Um, yeah. So we, me and John had spoken. I think it started out as like a comment that I made in a thread um, on something else. And uh, we started talking behind the scenes about that. And then that dropped off a bit. But then the podcast thing came up and I knew he had the music journalism and um, in his background. And we both definitely shared the music and comics um, thing. And yeah, so basically I went down the same way they said, like they, they nailed it. Yeah. Very cool. I know there was another question, but <laughs> I'm not remembering it right this second because you took me somewhere I wasn't expecting, which I like. What are you drinking today, by the way? I found this. I found this at the uh, store the other day. Maple, Maple bacon. bacon moonshine. Yeah, interesting. And um, and I I saw it. It was at the High V Liquors in uh, in Madison, Wisconsin. So shout out to High V. Um, I was looking through everything and I saw maple bacon, and I had just been looking at maple, but I had just bought some really sweet whiskey, so I wasn't gonna jump on that. And then I started thinking more and more about the maple bacon and I was, I was with my girlfriend and I was like, that's like drinking meat kind of, right? Like it's meat flavored because it's bacon. I, I can't honestly think of a better way to become an alcoholic than maple bacon alcohol. <laughs> it's really good. It's got this like really great smoky flavor to it, like up front. Like it's and uh, you get all of the maple and the bacon and it's, it's good. There actually is a better way to make yourself an alcoholic. Oh, good. It's, Tell it's, the children. Hurt, hurt yourself. Mm. I fucking oh, threw yeah. up my back a couple years back. And I like almost had to... I went to a Comic-Con because I, was, I had a table there. I'd already spent several hundred dollars on the table. So I had to go. And I didn't know that I, how well my back was working at that point. I brought a fucking wheelchair. It was mm. that bad. Um, I, luckily, I didn't have to use it. But it was, it was fucking rough. Uh, I was in a lot of pain. And... The Saturday night they did a drink and draw, and um, because I wasn't drawing, I was running around and grabbing all my artist friends' drinks, and um, they'd be like, "Grab yourself one, grab yourself." And dude, I got fucking wasted, and all of a sudden I'm running around and I feel no pain, and I was like, "This is why alcoholics happen, right? Yeah, this yeah. moment, right now, I am having a great fucking time, and I feel no pain, and I want to be here until I'm better." So I get it, like. It was it was a fucked up reminder of like, and I did not drink much after that, just because I was like, no, I got to get through this. I don't want to go that direction. Yeah. Um, I had an upper respiratory infection uh, the week before last, and um, that Monday and Tuesday it was coming out of C two E two. That Monday yeah. and Tuesday, I kind of it was more like a cold. Maybe it was, it was getting worse though. Clearly, then Wednesday it was getting worse, but then it was better on Wednesday night because I was drinking, and so like it was like. The next day, I was like, man, I'm so much worse. And my girlfriend was like, oh, you seem like you're okay yesterday. And I was like, that's because I was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> but I felt really good. <laughs> yeah, right? Just didn't care. Yeah, you're right. I should get drunk <laughs> right now. You should. <laughs> Just get wasted. So, okay, we've got a an overlapping punk um, comics th- show going on here. What For you guys... Why, like, there are so many fucking projects that you can do, so many fucking ideas for podcasts and all that kind of stuff. Why this one? Like, for each one of you, why does this one matter? So, like, like, because, again, you could have picked a million different topics to to talk about because you're all open into, like, you guys are all attached to a lot of different genres and ideals and hobbies and all sorts of stuff. So... For the three of you, starting with Eric, let's start with Eric this time. Um, why? Why this? I mean, for me, it's like super on brand. Like, yeah, my comic is—it's a comic, and it's about punk music. Um, and all of my upcoming projects, like, have all been very punk-based. Um, so, like, for me, it's just—it's just on brand. Um, but I mean, I do have—I do do things in other interests too. Like, I did my Dulce comic about aliens and stuff. And I have my Strange Tales Weekly show that um, we're working on bringing back right now for season two. Um, so, like, I, I do get in, involved in things like this and my other genres, too. 
Very cool. John, what about you? Uh, I had never even thought about doing a podcast before this. Honestly, Eric broached the subject with me and I was actually terrified to come on because I was worried that I was going to be a stuttering fool. Especially you were worried when you found that video was involved. (laughs) Yeah. I was just like, Oh Jesus, people are going to see my double chins and I don't fucking know. But no, it was, uh, looking at the 12 of mine by then you're good. But you know, after a couple episodes, especially starting just talking to these guys, it's like, like we said, it's, it's topics that I'm comfortable with. So this was a good way for me to kind of like, just again dip my toes in and figure out if this is something i want to do and these guys are super easy to talk to so yeah and it's uh you know it's just so many wonderful topics that we've dealt with so far so john do you know why in the last 10 years beards have become so popular because of the double chins right (laughs) to any kind of chin if you have a soft (laughs) chin if you whatever you can hide it yeah. My oh, yeah, man. Yeah, like I'm just saying, it's an option. No, I had uh, goatees and stuff <laughs> going on for years. My problem is when everything turned white when it started growing out. Yes. It's like they're always like pointing out everywhere, and I just have no control of it. And that, whatever do you mean? Point, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it was, it was like there wasn't one that was in control, so I it, I just I couldn't deal with it. So I'm like, <laughs> well, it's either people see it or they don't, and well, yeah. So I I am comfortable with making fun of myself so that everybody else can <laughs> do it with me so <laughs> that's hilarious well for um, me, this is a week and a half of growth so <laughs> <laughs> i just don't do it whatever the face hair thing is it doesn't happen for me yeah i'm italian so i got that gene that like if i don't shave for like a half an hour i got a full fucking beard, so. italian <laughs> as well i feel you man yep <laughs> yeah um so john was that your whole answer pretty much i kind of meandered but yeah we can go to ben kick it off Ben. Ben. uh so i i consider i honestly consider comics to be the highest form like literary art form um because the 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 true saying that a picture is worth a thousand words I consider it to be a fact. And when you pair that with uh, good pacing and a good uh, storyteller, I think comics are the highest art form. Maybe even more than movies, in my opinion, just because uh, it still requires imagination to create the the movement. Mm. And there's a little more emotion involved, I think. Yeah. Uh, that isn't like coming out of the art. Uh, and then punk rock, I think, is the highest form of music because uh, it's free as fuck. It has no limitations. It has no boundaries. As soon as you find a boundary, there's someone trying to kick that door in. So, um, yeah, I think those two things make it like something that I really want to talk about. You know, that's fu- that's funny. I I hadn't thought of punk like that as far as being because my mind automatically would go to something like, I mean, a lot of people would say classical, but I don't think I'd agree with that. I'd say jazz, but for a lot of the same reasons yeah. because it is very free and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't but think yeah, you no. have punk without jazz. Yeah, I would. I, I wouldn't fight that one at all. I totally agree. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's the coolest thing about punk is like it kind of takes from everything, but it still kind of retains its own uh, identity. But yeah, it's just like if it finds something good, it's like, yep, thank you, yep, thank you. So, one thing I'm starting to feel, especially talking to you guys just in this conversation, John and Ben. Punk is not necessarily your main musical focus. You know what I mean? Like you guys seem to, and and that's not an attack on Eric because I've done it before. But I'm like, all Eric does is listen. I know you love Bowie and and all sorts of other great bands and stuff. But is it fair, Eric, to say that punk is your main genre, the one you love the most? Even though I've worn a Justin Bieber hat and pulled up a Liam Gallagher album today, you're still going <laughs> to go there? <laughs> it's, all, it's all a play. I feel like you're working too hard to not appear punk, which yeah, makes me more punk. Right yeah. <laughs> right. Well, then I have Jawbreaker, Jawbreaker, okay. Green Day. <laughs> Alright, so if it's not punk, what is it? No, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I know I am. <laughs> uh, 
John and, and Ben, would you guys say is punk kind of like your main musical enjoyment, or is there? I, I assume from both of you, there's a lot. Ben, why don't you go first this time? Uh, yeah, I don't know if I have a main one. Uh, I like music in all its forms. Yeah, it's very hard for me to dislike music, even if it's bad. I can still kind of be like, well, I see what they're trying to do, you know? Yeah. I remember when we when we used to hang out a lot um, back in the day, uh, we're, we're talking about, you know, like we were way into our metal phase and whatnot. We're talking so much about metal and stuff. And then out of nowhere, you brought up, um, oh, my gosh, what's his name? I can't believe I've, I'm forgetting his name. Taylor. Last name. No, no, no. The last name is Taylor. Not like Jim Taylor, but. James Taylor? James Taylor. That's it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you started bringing up James Taylor, and I'm like, okay, all right, this kid knows a little bit more than I thought. And I was like, <laughs> really interested in that. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I grew up on. I just think, um, you know, like, punk, punk, I think of as, like, an attitude more than a genre of music. Yeah. You know? And I think that's kind of what the podcast is, has become about. Yeah. Um, is more about, like, the um, – fuck the rules kind of approach which encompasses a particular aggressive style of music but isn't limited to that uh and most punk rockers don't listen to just punk rock you know um yeah they're pulling from other shit too like the clash the clash were um, yeah heavily influenced by ska and reggae it's funny Um, some of the bands that people call punk and then you're like i never really saw them that way like like it, it yeah. took a long time before someone was like, talking heads, punk. And I was like, really? Yeah. But it's um, a but... thread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like it kind of comes from everywhere and yeah. still has its own cohesion to it. It's, it's part it's of the weird. DNA. Yeah, yeah, exactly. John, what about you, whatever I asked? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'd say I definitely, like, if you were to put my entire collection on shuffle you'd probably hear a lot more punk than most just because that's what i really enjoy a lot of the time but i am just as likely to be you know like a few songs in you're gonna hear some weird americana shit and some you know old like you know old school regular hard rock like acdc and stuff like that and it's I just, uh, these guys know, but I, I grew up in a house where my parents were much older than most of the other kids and they just didn't really listen to music. So I grew up in a house with no music really growing yeah. up. So when I started glomming on to my friends' styles and everything around 14 or 15, I just wanted to hear everything that was out there. And by the time I got to college, I went to UMass and like all the kids were listening to everything. So I'm very open to any new music coming my way and i just absolutely love finding new stuff which is part of why i took on the role of finding new music to showcase on our social media every week and everything like like john's superpower it's like i just i just really really (laughs) enjoy going out there and finding you know people say oh there's you know I don't want to listen to anything, you know, thing, but Pink Floyd, because, you know, that's the only last good music that came out. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, it's yeah. Like, fucking come on. It's like I'm finding 30, 40 good new fucking bands a week for people. And I'm yep. like, yeah. come on, people. If you can't find it, it's because you're not looking. And I I mean, it. it but again, it's like to answer the real question. I'm just as likely to go to when I first started dating my wife, we would go to Newport Folk Festival. And it was uh, very mellow when we first started going and got a little too crowded towards the end. But at the beginning, you could go between the different stages and tents and everything like that and just find these kids that were up and coming and playing their hearts out. And, you know, uh, you know, there were a ton of amazing string bands and bands with horns that were just like the Felice Brothers and Old Crow Medicine Show. And all sorts of amazing wow. bands that were up and Old coming. Old Medicine Show are amazing. Yeah. Yes, they're fantastic live. And um, we saw Chip Taylor, who was he wrote Wild Thing for the Trogs, and uh, he had he was at that point paired up with this fiddle player from Texas called Kerry Rodriguez. And we walked into the tent. There were about ten other people. They became like huge shortly after that. And 
she was just cute as a button and playing the fiddle and she had never sang before she teamed up with him and he just gave her a shot and it's that kind of thing where i just have that excitement of finding anything fun and new so yes my focus is punk but man i will love the hell out of anything that's got some energy yeah. and fun to behind it so I, I love that about about actually all of you guys um i mean obviously john you just mentioned it to me but you guys have all like i'm an echo chamber kind of guy i love what i love and I enjoy that echo chamber and sometimes new stuff kind of penetrates and gets in there, but I don't actively seek it. And it's guys like you three where I, I, I start to be able to add new stuff in there and be able to find new stuff. Um, I mean, hell C2E2 for me was a very, a surprisingly musical weekend because I went there and me, Eric, his girlfriend and uh, my wife, we hung out in his rock lounge, which is a great little room. And just listen to like, like, uh, oh my gosh, we were listening to so much new Goldfinger, fucking Weezer, it, um, just dude, it was so much fun. We had such a great time. Jack Johnson, like, yeah, yeah. did have some that weren't so cool. yeah. yeah. And it was, dude, it was really great. And then it was funny because um, one night I went over to hang out with uh, a good buddy of mine, one of my clients, um, Henri, and at our table at C2E2, it was me. Henri Compan and this awesome dude JT Malloy, who upon meeting him and hearing his story, I was like, "You don't know Eric Cockrell? How the fuck do you two know each other?" Because they're both from like, like almost the same hometown, almost like like just outside of Chicago. They both love all the same music. They're both into comics and make comics with a punk aspect to it like it's fucking insane that they didn't so i what, introduced what, them at the show isn't his company just like punk and comics or something punk like, and comics yeah. yeah i'm like how the <laughs> fuck have you guys not met it's wild so i introduced them and then jt we had to go meet to Henri, but Henri ended up stopping partway so we're waiting at Henri's house and he's like he knew that i'm a metal guy and he's like hey do you want to listen to some hardcore kind of the mixture between metal and, and punk and i was like fuck yeah let's go for it so he started showing me all this shit and i since gone and like listened to some of it like he had one band that's it's just a fucking uh hardcore band that does um songs based on um arnold schwarzenegger lines in movies <laughs> that's wonderful oh yeah, yeah yeah you're talking about oh what are they called what are they called Oh, I could find it on my Can't YouTube if I got away, but yeah. Get to the yeah, chapa they, is a song and it's hilarious. Get to the chapa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking it's great. And they're so, that's so good. <laughs> they are. They're surprisingly good, yeah. So that's what I like about, about the three of you guys is that you guys are tapping into this shit that I, you know, honestly, someone like me, and I think a lot of music fans uh, similar to me where it's just like I love what I hear and I love what I kind of gravitate to but I'm not searching for it I don't think the average person is searching for new music it's just there Yeah, and I, like, we glom on to what we like yep. yeah I've always felt like I'm a bit of a um, as my girlfriend puts it a cat amongst dogs when it comes to this like where I find most people have loyalty for the bands that they connected with when they were very young, but that desire to find new shit is not as common with uh, music. I Movies and video games and other kinds of art, maybe not so much, but I think comics is kind of in the same vein, right? Like that's why I think the two of them go well together because like having a punk rock ethos to comics um, and making indie comics is different than being into Marvel or DC. Yeah. Like, they're kind of the pop music of, of comic books, right? Not to say that they're actually, bad, just like pop music has a lot of yeah. really interesting elements to it. Yeah. No, that actually brings up some really cool stuff, Ben. Um, so, you know, in the last five years, and I'm betting that you guys are, are similar, in this, I, I found that, um, uh, you know, you're just you're finding these new things to get excited about, whether it's a new style of music, a new, you know, like, like, like you were saying, indie comics and whatnot. For me, like, I'm a metalhead. I've never, I never hide that. But I found this kind of niche of international metal. Where it's like metal bands from India and Japan and and you're they, uh, to 
Oh, dude. Well, yeah, yeah. I've been enjoying Tibetan. Yeah, I've been enjoying the, the Who. Um, uh, who's Bloody Wood? Um, Alien Weaponry is ridiculous. Alien Weaponry are amazing. Yeah, they're ridiculous. Uh, Twelve Foot Ninja is a great Australian I band. So, oh my gosh, dude. There's a song. I'll tell you afterwards. It goes between fucking metal and jazz and just like. Like piano jazz, it's fucking crazy. It's so much fun, and disco actually. It has disco elements to it too. I was like, oh my gosh. So yeah, yeah. I'll I'll show that to you later. Twelve Foot Ninja, fucking great band. But that's something that I've gotten excited about. So for the three of you, my question is, what is something that you um, have discovered recently in the last couple of years that is something new for you that you got really excited about? Hmm. One one thing for me was. Um... Along those same same lines was there was this band that reached out to me when I first put out the first Blister comic on Kickstarter, and um, they they the band's name was Crystal Axis, and they were from Kenya, they were a Kenyan punk band, Ooh. and they were fucking killer. But it was just really cool because like they reached out to me. I just never I don't think of any punk rock coming from Africa. It just isn't something that registers. I think of the UK and I think of America, um, and then there's there's a handful in other countries around America, I guess. Like, but yeah, well, I mean, that... you're Americentric and racist, so we get it. We understand. <laughs> yeah, that limits me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's like kind of in the same vein of what we're talking about with people sticking to their lane with music, too. Is like yeah. we are kind of like limited by region. Um, that's why I also think something like a podcast is really important because what's happening in Chicago or what's happening in Wisconsin or what's happening in Texas or Toronto, it's different. We all yeah. have our own vibe. And like when we share and we cross pollinate, that's when cool shit happens. Right. So like stuff like this actually makes music better in my opinion. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Too. No, like when, when, like I didn't purposely think about like, Oh, this guy's on the East coast. This guy's in Toronto, but like almost immediately, that was a cool thing. Like, like yeah. I think it would be kind of cool if we had somebody like from the West coast on board. Like that's, there's so much like East Bay and all that. Like, uh, I think <laughs> not you, Chuck. <laughs> 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 One of the other people, you yeah, know, there's, you there's know the other people. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I stay in my own lane. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think that that was kind of cool. Even, well, even talking to like the guys from the UK a couple weeks ago, like it's just it's fun talking to people from around the world. Like, and this, this is a cool opportunity for yeah. that. Yeah. John, what about you? I was just trying to think about that, and it's like I I listen to so much to narrow it down to one thing is hard. It's uh, I I found like so. I'm gonna do a weird offbeat answer. Is I've started listening to a lot of like I have a passion towards uh not just punk but female fronted punk bands i seem to have a fascination Ooh. with so uh there's a guy out of uh australia that does a podcast uh, or it's an actual radio show that he just kind of uploads onto Mixcloud. it's called mick griffin and uh it's called queens of noise with a z and uh i have found so many international uh female fronted punk bands it's all female fronted bands and it's just a, like it's it's an amazing resource and it's it makes you think of like all right so i get a ton of stuff obviously he's local to australia so i get a shit ton of stuff from sydney and all that kind of area and as well as oddly a lot of canadian bands and things like that so uh it i i'm fascinated by that like regional kind of things where you like eric was saying you know maybe we should get somebody from the west coast it's interesting being in a bubble of wherever you're from and only getting those regional bands that you're kind of not stuck with because you love them but it, it's nice opening that gate up to like a whole ton of brand new music and uh he doesn't just do that show he does a couple others so i, I do get some more well-rounded uh recommendations as well and like a f i've 
glommed on to a couple UK shows and things like that. So it makes you think, all right, are there some cool Canadian shows that you guys could be turning me on to with, you know, new band recommendations and things like that. So I guess for me, that wasn't a very direct answer, but that's kind of how my radar works is just kind of everywhere rather than more pointed, if that makes any sense. No, that makes total sense. (laughs) Yeah. There, there was an answer in there. I just have to dig for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like honestly, the bands that I go see and things like that that I'm excited about are unfortunately bands that I've probably seen more than I should have, like the Super Suckers and you know stuff like that. Oh, okay. but I've, I've only seen them recently in the last couple of years, so like a, a few of these bands and uh, like Super Suckers, I saw with Jesse Dayton and like so. Anytime I get opening bands too, I like to like check out everybody they've toured with, and I'm I'm just love everything. So I'm gonna shut up. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I I just like I ask questions like this because it's funny. Like my kid, um, I obviously started them on um, and my kid's 21, but I started them on a lot of metal and whatnot. But we of course tried to keep it open to a lot of different styles. I remember when they were young and they came to me and they were like. I like Miley Cyrus. I was like, cool, go ahead. Let's, you know, we'll get you a CD and, and you can yeah. enjoy that. Like, like, keep you open to all sorts of stuff. I didn't want them to have the issue that I did where I mostly was in a, a bubble. So I tried to keep that open to them. And they become incredibly eclectic musically as far as their tests, their um, tastes are concerned. And they would come to me with these suggestions. And it was, some of it was way too out there for me. And some, I, I they're in my, my rotation now. But I remember um, one, uh, well, them coming to me at one point and going, you know, the problem with getting, with being eclectic and being open to a lot of different types of music is that eventually you realize that, like, at some point, you're just fucking listening to noise. Like, my kid is like, (laughs) it was just like, it was like, uh, I heard this thing where they're just like smacking on pots and pans and wailing. and, And I'm like, I'm not sure this is even fucking music. Like, am I just trying to get? So I guess. Shut up, my, Dad. My... Right? No, no. But they said that to me. That was the funny thing. I don't understand. Right? And they were just like, like you can get too eclectic. So is there something that you have enjoyed? I guess, John, that people would be like, "What the fuck is that?" Like, <laughs> have you secretly downloaded some yodeling music or something? I mean, the funny, well, it's funny you mention that because I, I keep talking about there's this uh, band I grew up on called Cordelia's Dad. They were from around here and they did this weird kind of uh, traditional folk music mixed with like it. Then it ended up with a punk like finish to it. Uh, well, the guy, the lead singer of that like ended up at Newport Folk Festival one of the years we were there and he was doing some kind of like Appalachian throat singing. And I was just like, I don't even know what the fuck I'm listening to, but it was it was interesting. But okay, so that's not necessarily something I like. But uh, I guess I, what I was thinking about while you were talking about that was, uh, I, since I have such a wide variety, I, I used to at work put my collection on shuffle, and everybody would just kind of be forced to listen to whatever the fuck I was listening to, <laughs> and. I think the one that got me in trouble most often that was the weirdest was probably Mindless Self-Indulgence had some weird-ass fucking tracks. And it seemed like every fucking time, like, a manager would walk in the room, it was like, fuck, fuckity, fuck, 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 fuck. Sweet Jesus. (laughs) Like, why can I never have my finger on the pause button when this person comes in? So I'd say they're probably one of those bands that, yeah, Yeah. like song to song, you never quite know what you're going to get. So I um, literally just introduced Eric to them when I was over at his place. I love those guys. Oh, dude. We, We got to see them live, actually. So did I. Ben and I. Uh yeah, well I saw them twice live. Um, okay, I saw but them you open and I... for. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, it's... you're talking. Go. It's fine. <laughs> Tell the story. <laughs> what? He knows that there's a story with that show. I wasn't gonna tell it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. 
It's okay. Yeah, no, we saw we saw mindless self indulgence when they opened for System of a Down. Okay. Um, and uh, <laughs> if you want to tell the other story, that's fine. System of a Down is a great mosh real pit. mosh pit. You ever you ever have you ever have that experience where you're like, I think I know what I'm talking about, and you have no fucking clue what you're talking about. <laughs> that was me at my first mosh pit. <laughs> so I was like, we're I going to Radiohead show. I think I can handle a little mosh pit, buddy. <laughs> we were going to System of Down, and I was like, dude, just be careful. Those mosh pits can get pretty rough. And he's like, I went to Radiohead. I think I'll be fine. And I was like, holy shit, you're dead. You're fucking dead. To be fair, now, I've been to a lot of shows. Oh, a lot of intense music shows now. Radiohead was up there. It's in my top five. That was a, that was a hell of a show. It was Molson Park. So it was like thousands of people, and I was near the front. So when they came out, it was like, it felt like equivalent to some large mosh pits that I've been in. But it wasn't as intense. It wasn't like the waves and the, you know, like. So it was, it was, it was the crunch, but not the movement so much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. But yeah, we had this thing, and and I had said to him, look, I had said, you know, feel free to step out now and then. You're, you're going to need a breather. And he's always – I think at the time you were like, what, 16, 17? I look fear in the eye, Chuck. <laughs> he was like 17. I was like, dude, you don't have to stay in there the whole time. <laughs> I said, I'm going to go in for most of, of it. And then when they go to get to Ariel's, because Wendy and I love singing that song together, I'll hop out, sing that song with her, and then go back in again. And he's like, no, I'm going to be in the whole fucking time, the whole time. And I was like, ah, right, cool, whatever. So we, we get in there and we immediately like are pushed aside and we're enjoying and I have no clue where he is. And then Ariel starts up. So I run, I run back towards Wendy. And as I am, I see fucking Giganto fucking Ben <laughs> bow past me away from Wendy. And I was like, mm, okay. And so, you know, we're standing there and we're singing together and, they get to an interlude, like a little solo, and I turned around and I was like, so uh, how's Ben? She's like, I wasn't supposed to tell, tell you that he was here. I was like, you didn't. I fucking saw him leave. She's like, oh, yeah. He's all right. He just needed a rest. So I was like, I fucking told him. But, I mean, that's not that fair. It was an awesome Oh my, Well, and that's when we first saw MSI. But anyways, Ben, yeah. your story. Well, what new weird thing have you gotten into? Oh. Um... Well, uh, I don't know. Listen to a lot of different shit. Um, I've always had a love for, um, I've mentioned this a couple times on the podcast, female, uh, like, folk music. Um, but I like to find, I like to find artists that have bands that are, like, in a completely different direction, and then listen to their acoustic shit. Uh, kind of in the same vein as, like, Alexis on Fire and City and Color. Right. Oh yeah. Where, okay. You know, when you consider the contrast, it's interesting. So, uh, you know, I've gotten what, into what would be what would be the equivalent for our American viewers, or our international viewers who might not know yeah. Alexis on Fire and oh, I actually have a great one. I have a great one. Slipknot and uh, Corey Taylor solo show. And, and Stone Sour. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. That's very good. Okay, much uh, better. All right. Yeah, uh, but um. Yeah, there's a few like really amazing uh, folk singers that I love their shit, but they also do some really heavy stuff. So Ember Ruth Rundle, uh, she's uh, in a band called uh, she runs a uh, she's like basically the brains behind the band Marriages, uh, but she also does a bunch of feature shit with other musicians uh, musicians as well. She did a, a a like a team up album with like some heavy like sludge metal band. It was really cool. Uh, Chelsea yeah. Wilson, another one. She does a lot of solo shit, but she also did an album with Converge. I don't know if you guys listen to Converge, but they're like one of the heaviest bands I've ever listened to in my life. They're in- insane. And she did an album with them called Blood Moon. It was incredible. I think that was like a year ago, maybe two years ago. So that kind of shit. I like to, I'm getting into like contrasting music coming from the same person. That's kind of my, yeah. my kick right now. That's awesome. So, okay, we've talked a lot about music. Now, because it is punk and comics, for you, and it, it can be punk or comics, whichever you want, or, or a mixture, 
if there is was the ultimate get, the ultimate guest that you could get on the show that you think would just be great for the show, and of course, somehow you're able to pull this ultimate guest on, who would that be for you? That's a kind of an easy one for me. Um, like I the, think we might have the same one, actually. I think you're not. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm thinking not, but it'd be interesting. Maybe not. You want to do one, two, three, go. Oh, no. No, you're not going to say it at the same time? Okay. Mine, mine would be uh, actually Tim Armstrong from Rancid. Oh. Hmm. Cool. I think, like, my, my – my one would probably, I would start to think maybe Blake from Jawbreaker because I'm in love with that band and everything that guy does. But I also think I'd be too shy to talk to him. I've done it before and I was terrible at it. So I don't think I'd want to waste any more that. minutes of that guy's time. <laughs> but Tim Armstrong is, uh, is an amazing artist, like graphic artist. And um, I love every, any music he does. I think he has a great message most of the time. Um, and... Yeah, I just I love his projects. So I I would love to like that's to his uh, right there. That's him. <laughs> like, um, and I've just been a big Rancid fan since like you know my beginning of being a punk fan. So that would be my guy, which is not Ben's. Mine's Dave Grohl. Oh yeah, I, that's what I thought he was gonna say too. That's funny. He, yeah. he would be just like Blake from Jawbreaker. I would be like. I would sound like an idiot. I don't know how to talk to him. But I do love his roots in punk, though. And so I think he would be an awesome yeah. guest. I agree. I would yeah. just make sure that I was drinking whiskey and Coke with him. Mm. Did you ever yeah. see – no, I know Eric and I talked about this, but for the other two, April was um, in the last year or so, actually just before uh, or just after, I believe, uh, Taylor passed away, um, he was on Hot Ones. It was before that, and it didn't come up, I don't think. Well, it didn't come up because he was interviewed before it happened, but it came oh, out after. Okay. Yeah. So um he uh yeah, he was on there and he's like, Look, if we're gonna do this, uh all this hot crap, you have to drink um Crown and Cokes with me. So they're drinking Crown <laughs> and Cokes and holy shit. Sean Evans, the host, who is probably to me right now. As far as interviewers are concerned, yes. the goat. Like I, I love his style and, and how he does things, and I really try to like um, and then Sean Evans. Like <laughs> <laughs> he talks a lot less about himself. <laughs> <laughs> he he cares more about the guest, and that I that's what I want to emulate. He doesn't but do anything. He, yeah, that's true. But he got drunk. Um, on the show, and he was at one point. He's like, "Dave Grohl, I fucking love you, man." He's like, "You wasted." <laughs> I think I literally I was... cried at the end. Like, yeah, when, when they were hugging and stuff, and I was like, "I want to hug Dave Grohl." <laughs> I know, right? It was, dude. It was really. I, I honestly, strongly, if you're a Dave Grohl fan, go check out that Alt Ones. It was such a fucking. It was so much fun. It really was. One of my favorite parts is like. Crown and Coke is a pretty basic mixed drink. Like that's, it's not generally a big deal. It's one of my, it's my favorite probably. Like I yeah. love some Crown and Coke. But when he introduced it, he was like, "I got this drink, and I, I was introduced to it by uh, Lemmy of Motorhead." And he like talked, about, <laughs> he talked it up like it was going to be something phenomenal and different. And then he was like, "You take some Crown Royal and you take some Coke," and I was like, a Crown and Coke? <laughs> <laughs> "But it was great. It was a great episode." And I love Dave Grohl and I love Crown and Coke. So, <laughs> uh, John, what about you? Uh, I've got since I've been sitting, I've got one and one for comics and music. Uh, okay. I think uh, comics. Uh, my guy that I love is Eric Powell. I would love to. Oh wow! Like, oh, yeah. He's uh, one of my favorite living like artists and writers i think he's just fucking weird as shit and i love it uh, i'm there for everything he's got and uh i'm super happy to see he's gonna be putting a lot more content out through dark horse right now so i am i'm totally there for that and i'm you know i would hope that the weirdness would translate to a fun interview let's say so and uh, yeah and then for music uh this is a weird one it's not really 
it's not punk at all. It's uh, Southern Culture on the Skids. They're one of my favorite bands of all time. And uh, they just have a fantastic sense of humor. And uh, I, for that exact reason, I think they'd be a fun interview, the three mm. of them. I think they'd all bring something to the table on just being a bunch of weirdos and having a good time. So I think they'd complement our weirdness I, just I think great. A amount of that, too. Like, we, we are punk and comics, but we've talked to people from different genres. Like, one of the best conversations I think we've had on this show was probably with Billy Mays. Um, yep. And it was just the, it was a very deep conversation. We had a lot of fun with it and uh, just a lot of good insight. Like everybody mm. did some amazing stuff. And it was, and he's, he's all, um, I mean, I'm, I'm losing the word now. <laughs> His music <laughs> is like um, post metal. You know, yeah. Like instrumental, like purely instrumental. Yeah. And, um, and very um, like, he does it all like live. Um, he's not really like composing things most of the time. Like, He's kind of coming like so like it's 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 way different than punk rock and stuff. Well, mm-hmm. there's I think the spirit of punk rock is in about everybody we talk to, but um, so to say it's way different is not fair. But it's it's not. Yeah, but I get what you're saying. I think you know, like I think if we were to kind of pin down what Billy's doing that we would call punk, it's creating in real time in front of. Mm-hmm group of people and just letting the chips fall where they may right like being innovative in general yeah but the thing that sets punk apart is the intensity of the performance right where like you're leaving it all on the stage and like Billy does that on twitch it's crazy that you could pull that off but he does it yeah you know when you smoke just enough weed that you you start to feel like you (laughs) You're in Canada. You say whatever you want. (laughs) Right? (laughs) But you smoke just enough that you get to this spot where you start thinking about those really weird questions. Mm -hmm. No. If that were to happen to me, here's my really weird question for you. (laughs) (laughs) If that were to happen. um, What is a band that is not considered punk that you as ambassadors to punk would say hey you know what we you're you're officially punk we're we're gonna let you in we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna invite you in because we feel like what you're doing that's a great fucking question thank that's you a great fucking question so no. if, if you could invite one band in to the punk fold what band one, would you invite in one real obvious one that i might have said before this past year was probably rage against the machine but you get out of my head <laughs> It's hard to say that yeah. now, right? <laughs> They're kind of right on that borderline too, though. They're they were always kind of somewhere between metal and punk and hip hop, and it was just a fusion of everything that was good yeah. between all of those. So I think they definitely had tinges of punk already in there. Yeah. So oh, that's true. When when you are a band that is asked to make a song for a major movie fucking soundtrack. Like, yeah. I don't know, say Godzilla 2000. And then you fucking go on there and make a song that makes fun of that movie. That <laughs> is punk as shit. And on yes. the song No Shelter, fucking Zach DeLaRosha says, Godzilla, pure motherfucking filler. And I'm like, you're attacking the movie that just paid you so much fucking money to be on their album. That's hilarious. Like, the balls. Yeah, I totally agree with that one. 100%. Well, since Eric took mine, I get to try right. the new one. Well, you know uh, what? Then you think about it a minute. We'll try John. John's had more time to think, I think. Okay. And I'm going to do. Uh oh. Did he. Okay. I was like, is that me? Is that him? On okay, you froze right. up. You better. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Uh, okay. At any rate, uh, he not only was at Newport Folks Festival doing a solo, like like kind of political, like one man band thing. Uh, I think he went under the. I think it was the Night Watchmen. He went mm. under, so he recorded oh. a couple albums like that. That was really Tom Morello. Yes, and he. Oh, oh yeah, you might have. I might have gotten cut off at the beginning. We did miss yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, and he also did uh, solo. It was a 
team up actually with uh, Boots Riley from The Coop, which is a fantastic political hip hop band. And those two were fucking like he just, you know, laid down that crazy Tom Morello guitar and was just like and had the other guy like rapping over it and it was just ridiculous. So both of those highly recommended. So I know I was on, off on a segue there. What was the original question? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, <laughs> no, that okay. was pretty good, though. That, the original question was what band would or or musician that's fine would you make punk that isn't normally considered punk I'm going to go with uh and they're a band just it might be just cuz I've wanted to see them since before the pandemic and then pandemic just fucked everything up for touring uh and they played 5 minutes fucking away from me twice in a, in a year and then I was like I'll see them next year and then the world shut down but uh oh. they're called Charlie Bliss and uh it's kind of a poppy alternative band but they have that weird fucking like lyricism and they have just fantastic stage presence from everything I've seen in clips and uh I would 100% call them punk so yeah Charlie Bliss so nice. I don't know if that gave you long enough, Ben. Does it? No, no. <laughs> All right, Ben. What so about I you? Got, I got two. Uh, one's kind of weird, and one's a little more mainstream that people would know. And I have my reasons for both. Okay. Uh, my mainstream one is Wu Tang Clan. Yeah. Mm, yep. Um, because at its heart, punk rock is talking about the streets and it's talking about uh, how to uh, be your own fucking person and not let uh, culture and society dictate um, your identity. And those guys had that shit nailed from day one and they did it collaboratively. And they always there's no one in the hip hop scene in the world that would that could say one bad thing about any of the guys in the Tank clan. Those guys are stand up dudes. They ain't so, nothing to fuck with. That is true. <laughs> I've heard that. Uh, and my other one is uh, band called. <laughs> the words you sounded out. like a librarian. <laughs> like, I I have heard that. Recent studies the have Clan are ninety-seven percent of people say that the Wu Tang Clan <laughs> ain't nothing to fuck with. Nine out of ten don't disagree. Yes. <laughs> All right, and what's your other? Your your more eclectic band? Uh, Death Grips. <clears throat> so okay, they're really really aggressive uh, hip hop. But like the origin story of the band, to my to my knowledge, I always take these things with a grain of salt. But the story I was told about the origin of the band is that they were uh, two people that were artists, and they wanted to make music that was just teetering on the border of music just to see if they could play through an entire set without everybody walking out. The intention was to offend and annoy people. And it was actually really good. <laughs> and they ended up getting success. And then their music was so aggressive. And so um, like it had violent lyrics and like an intensity to it. Yeah. And so a lot of jocks kind of like, jumped on it and they they noticed that their uh uh their listener base and the people that were showing up to shows were not the kind of people that they necessarily wanted to cater to so when they with that knowledge when they put out their next album on the front cover of the album they put a giant penis like a dude they took a picture of a dude's dick and then just put that as the front cover with the idea being these guys are homophobic and and uh you know, like he's very sensitive about about like you know that kind of shit. So they want to listen, they want to come out, they want to show their friends this new album. Here you go, and uh, it kind of like divided the the wheat from the chaff, so to speak. <laughs> I can imagine. You know, yeah. you know, band, you know band is kind of a, another obvious one um, would be Nirvana. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, yeah. I would say like, Kurt would probably think of them as a punk band. I think that they, they kind of – I mean, like, the all the bands that supported them on their tours were generally punk yeah. bands. One, and I would the Grunge's roots are very much punk-based, oh, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I would agree. Yeah. yeah. And to Ben's point about Wu-Tang, I'd say uh, Public Enemy were definitely in that yeah, same yeah. category for yeah. sure. So, yep. yeah. Yeah. 100%. 
Um, so for me, like, obviously I'm not a, an ambassador for punk, but if I was to have the opportunity to tell punk bands about a band, one thing I would say is, look, there's lots of great punk bands out there, but if you ever get to the chance to listen to the awesome 90s and 2000s uh, Canadian punk band, Gob, go and fucking oh, listen. They're amazing. They're so awesome. And if, if you was yeah. a punk band, I thought he was about to go band, off some 41 again. I was like, God damn it, Chuck. I, brought I am, though, <laughs> in a different way. Some 41 is a fucking great band. What I would say, though, is I would say, I was actually going to say this even before you said that, is that for me, as a metalhead and a metal ambassador, which I do feel I am, I would say to some 41, come on over here. We would love to fucking have you because those guys are metal as fuck. Yeah, and if you don't fuck. believe that, go go listen to, I mean, a lot of their albums, but um, I would go listen to their um, tribute to uh, Metallica. Holy shit. So yeah, yeah that's what I would say. Right? Yeah, they did. They did. Um, uh, was it for whom the bell tolls? Uh, into Enter Sandman, and then finished with the solo, the fucking solo from um, Master of Puppets. It was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah it was amazing. Nice. Yeah, that was killer. But now we're talking about some forty-one again. <laughs> yeah, I know because he because Sorry. he didn't want us to. It's a big joke, and then you started talking about some forty-one. Go back to God. Dude, Gob's that's a fucking amazing punk band. I mean, one of their their first songs was just the lyric was basically just "I want to jump in a lake," and it was just picture. It was just a video of them. Do you remember that song? Uh, yeah, ben? and it was just yes. The music video was just them repeatedly <laughs> jumping in a lake, and that's what the song yeah. was about. On bikes. They were they were driving on off bikes, of jumps yeah, right. on on dogs on dogs in the bikes and they had like they all around their bikes they had air tubes so they could grab the bike and pull it back and they would just do tricks into the fucking lake. It was hilarious. It was so fun and they ended up like their videos were hilarious, but they were also punk as fuck. Music is great. Like the music totally stands up. And actually, when I'm gonna mention them again, cause you're gonna hate it. When some forty one <laughs> wanted another guitarist. They went and recruited uh, Gob's guitarist, <laughs> and they brought him in to kind of go back more to their punk roots. Nice. So yeah. Anyways, guys, you tell that we've been the host of a trivia TV show, <laughs> YouTube show. <laughs> yeah, you know what, Chuck? You should we, you should do something like that. That would be really good for you. I. Maybe I think about it. I'll give it some thought. <laughs> um, but we've we've done an hour now, and I, I'm assuming you know you guys are tired of all my terrible grilling questions. Um, <laughs> is there anything else you guys want to say before we bolt? I was tired of you before this started. So, oh. <laughs> by the way, are we playing Fortnite after this. <laughs> <laughs> I have a hell of a week to get started. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, um, I, I have a little bit of news. Um, pretty much got everything booked for the Mute Sounds uh, tour. Uh, nice. We're going to be traveling around Ontario uh, in June. I'll give you the dates right now. All three of you and the one person watching right now. <laughs> <laughs> and the millions who listen at home. That's right. <laughs> nice uh hopefully that'd be great um yeah so we're gonna be on the road basically from june 19th until uh beginning of july uh we're gonna be traveling to sudbury london guelph hamilton aurelia uh show in toronto we're playing ottawa we're playing actually at like a really big venue in ottawa it's kind of cool what venue um I can't remember the name off the top of my head. I'll give details later. The biggest uh, one, though. But... What's that? <laughs> the biggest one. But the yeah. biggest one. Yeah, yeah, you know the one. Um... <laughs> They've got such a great fucking club scene in Ottawa. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I think we're going to try and hook something up in Montreal. I don't know if that's doable, though. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's happening. And we're starting to write new music, too. Uh, the last couple jam sessions have been pretty fucking cool. So... Uh, yeah, new new tunes in the future. 
Nice. That's it for me. Sweet. John? I got nothing. I was just happy to hang out with everybody. And you didn't you took it pretty easy on us, I'd say, overall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the important the part is <laughs> the important part is you guys enjoyed it and hopefully the uh the crowd the, the millions at home watching enjoyed it as well. Exactly. Listening. That too. Um, or, or just, um, having us in the background droning away as they do other things. Like this is the perfect time to do my, my laundry. Uh, Eric, what about you? Uh, just working, uh, working with the guys on some plans for, um, the, uh, a new anthology book and, um, making new plans for some upcoming blister stuff and, uh, trying to get out to sell it now and then. So nice. Well, guys, uh, thank you so much for inviting me on the show. I had a a really great time. Seriously, you guys are a lot of fun, and you guys are doing some really cool shit. I do enjoy uh, tuning in and checking it out when I can. And um, Yeah, seriously, just keep it up, because I know that you guys have had a lot of really cool guests on. And uh, we in the comic community, especially those of us who do um, tap into music a little bit, we really appreciate it. Uh, everything you guys have done to kind of show off our projects and stuff. So much love to you guys from all of us out there. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for thank coming you. on. Chuck. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for growing us. I'm very, <laughs> I'm very happy to do it. So for your boys, Eric, Ben, and John, this is Muxbout. My name is Chuck and I give a fuck. Take care, everybody. Hey, you made it through an entire episode. Good for you. 